this is Jeff Kober with Disney at Play, and we welcome you to this uh, podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join us, and uh, we're excited uh, for our conversation today. Um, and uh, we're going to focus today's uh, podcast around anticipation uh, with the uh, new attractions and experiences coming to Walt Disney World and to other parks in the near uh, future. We want to look back on things we've always anticipated or we've favorite moments we've anticipated and talk about some of the things we're anticipating moving forward. And, uh, and we hope that you can uh, join with us in thinking about the things that you've always anticipated about a Disney trip or things that you're currently anticipating. And just uh, by way of getting started, I have my, uh, my uh, podcast partner in crime, David Zanola. Uh, how are you, David? Hello, hello, hello. And uh, with him is Leah. And we've, Leah and I, as well as David, go back uh, a number of years because uh, of Leah's support uh, to uh, the websites and uh, to my websites and so forth. How are you this evening, uh, Leah? I'm good. Hello. And then we have um, John Wetzel. Uh, with Magical uh, Wonders Vacations. How are you this evening, John? I'm doing fantastic. Great. Um, glad to have you with us, John. I met John and Judy, and we'll hopefully have Judy on in a future occasion. I met John, uh, John and Judy on our uh, first trip, uh, Disney Cruise, and, um, and uh, so it's been a pleasure to know uh, he and his wife, and, uh, and, and I've gotten recently uh, to know their team uh, as they uh, came down for a training here at Walt Disney World. So, um, so everybody, we want to talk first, and if I can just set this up for a moment. Um, when I think about this topic of anticipation, I, I go back to my own childhood growing up in Phoenix, Arizona, and anticipating a trip to Walt Disney World, or not to Walt Disney World, but to Disneyland out in California. We would drive across the desert uh, to Disneyland, and uh, I was so excited about the trip. I could hardly sleep the night before. It was just everything I could think about. I, I had my coloring book in my car, and I that was the only way I could, I would get through the seven-hour drive to um, Anaheim was to was to sit there and quietly color, and then we would start. By the time we made it to Palm Springs, I would be looking out the window, um, seeing if I could see the Matterhorn. Never mind that we still had another like hour and a half of driving, and you're lucky to see you're lucky to see the Matterhorn by the time you're on Harbor Boulevard. But that anticipation of going on a trip, I think that's just so palpable, and it's so much a part of why people love coming uh, on a Disney vacation. And um, so I wanted to just say uh, to the three of you, do you have memories like that, anticipating either a first vacation or anticipating vacations over the years? Do you have uh, certain memories that stand out from having uh, uh, to anticipate? And we'll, we'll let ladies go first. So Leah, share with us... Uh, um, your your memories of anticipating a Disney vacation. Um, I don't know if I have a specific memory of one vacation, but as many times as we've been to Disney, which now is getting 
I don't know, 40 or 50 times on vacation. Every single time we're excited like it's the first time. And people, you know, always ask us, you're seriously going there again? And yes, we are. And for, <laughs> we, we normally drive, we're driving down from Illinois, so it's a long drive. But like the last hour or so, we're just super excited. Everybody's watching all the billboards and stuff out the windows. And as many times as we've driven under the, the entryway, the arches, it's still just as exciting every time we do it. We, we have to take a picture as we go through. Everybody's paying attention. So I, I don't think, even for as many times as we've been there, the anticipation never never goes away. How about you, David? That's great. How about you, David? Yeah, I don't know. I Finding one is kind of tough. I mean, I definitely what sticks up there is I remember taking, uh, the first time taking uh, our, our, our son there. So the first time I went as a dad, um, in September of 2006 was pretty cool. Uh, getting to see Galaxy's Edge last month out in California was pretty pretty top-notch, but if I were to have to rank the best, it would probably be the first time I ever got to walk into Tokyo Disney Sea. because as a Disney Parks fan, um, there's, there's not much better than that in terms of people just saying that's the, that's the ultimate Disney Parks experience. And so walking into that place and just getting to be there uh, was was pretty pretty cool. Well, and you and you've taken two of your children to Tokyo Disney. I'm sure the anticipation has been huge for them. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 always the that. I mean Tokyo Disneyland is fantastic, but when it's when it's the night before Tokyo Disney Sea, even though it's near the end of the trip, I mean by that time we've already been together for twelve or thirteen days. Uh, they're even though they're they're tired. That's the day where they all say, what time do we need to get up? What time do we need to be ready? What time are we meeting at the monorail? Because they want to, I, I mean, for people that are huge, hardcore Disney Parks fans, it really doesn't get better than that. How about you, John? What, anything with uh, you and Judy or your family or those you've worked with? Um, Judy, Judy will tell you that I, you know, get like this giddy little child a couple days before we're ready to leave, you know, because normally I'm a pretty quiet, reserved person and... You know, a couple of days before, I'm usually pretty bouncing off the walls, getting excited to go. Um, even though, like you say, we've gone many, many times, it's, it's still just the anticipation of it. And, you know, we even have a, the countdown board on the refrigerator that we always have of, you know, how many days till our next trip. And wow. Do you have the board currently set for your next trip? Yes. Yes. 28 days. To 28 Disneyland. days to Disneyland. That is terrific. That is, I love that. I love the countdown board. That is a, that's a, you know, we do that for Christmas and, or other holidays. And, uh, I, I've never, never thought about it. Of course, I, I live here at Walt Disney World. So we're count- actually our, our autistic son, he has a calendar and we actually put the park on a certain day of the week because that helps him to anticipate going to the parks the next time or whenever we're going to maybe on a Disney cruise or something. So one of the things that really helped me to anticipate, so this is what's dating me from all the rest of you, is in the old days, um, Disney had the ticket books. And you knew you had a preset number of tickets in the ticket book. So, I mean, you could buy extra tickets, but, but... Usually you thought in terms of the number of tickets in the ticket book. So I know the Disneyland was like five E's, four D's, uh, three C's, two B's, and one A. And so you'd sit there going through and thinking, okay, where am I going to use my E tickets? Where am I going to use my my D tickets? What what are my choices here, you know, and, and calculating that out. And I spent hours trying to 
to, to calculate that. Uh, I, I assume others of you, maybe not with obviously with the ticket book, but do you do a lot of calculation around where you're going and what you're going to do? Yeah, I think a lot of that's necessary now with the fast pass system, right? So mm. you have to you have to plan a little more in advance. We don't we don't often because instead of doing longer trips now, our trips tend to be more frequent, but they're shorter. So instead of doing one eight or nine day trip a year, it might be two, four, or five days. And so we don't do a lot of sit down meals anymore. But I know that when sit down meals are a, are a variable in the equation, then it does become important because not only do you have to worry about that. But you also have to worry about fast passes and park hours and that kind of stuff. So I think it's necessary to stay on top of those things a little more than it would have been, uh, you know, six years ago or whenever it was that they still had paper fast passes where you had to make dining. But you could just basically show up and um, other than dining and then just, you know, get whatever fast passes were, were there. Anybody else? Well, yeah, I, th- I think the, the planning process, you know, in some ways... We do a lot of that for our clients, and so when we go on our own trips, we're like, we don't need, we we don't want to plan all our time out. We, you know, sort of go by the seat of our pants type <laughs> of thing, because um, <laughs> we're tired of planning for everybody else. So, <laughs> how about um, when you think about, uh, especially at Walt Disney World, the resort stay is such a a big part of it. Um, is there any rite of passage you have with with arriving at your resort or going into your room for the first time or are, are there certain uh, certain things that you look forward to is there a particular hotel that you look forward to more than others and when you stay what uh, what what's your experience leah um well we always even though you can do online check-in we never do because we like to go to the front desk and that's kind of the beginning of the vacation, right? Getting mm. to talk to the cast members, getting to to interact with them, and it just makes us kind of feel like that's the official start of the vacation. So we actually don't ever do online check-in just because of that. Because if you if you check in in advance, yeah, you can totally skip that front desk experience, and they'll just text you that your room is ready, and everything's already on your magic band. But we really like that point of contact and being able to speak with somebody and. It just feels a little more magical to us. You know, I, I that's interesting you say that because I noticed there's kind of a... I, I think the cast members do a really good job of matching the the excited energy level of the guests waiting to check in. Mm-hmm. How about you two gentlemen? Any, any other thoughts on that? What, what do you anticipate in terms of the resort experience? I like... This is going to sound silly, um, but I... <laughs> I like walking into the room for the first time. It doesn't matter what room, whether it's a you know, value moderate deluxe. <laughs> I like seeing a clean room um, because I know it's not going to be like that. And it's just, uh, you know, most other hotel rooms off Disney property, you don't necessarily get that feel because it's just a destination. It's just a, not a destination. You know, if I stay at a, at a Hyatt in Chicago or, you know, something like that in, in, in Pennsylvania, it's just a stop. It's often not a destination. Or at Disney, being in the hotel room means I'm here. And so we're there, and it's kind of a let's drop our bags. And the kids love to turn on the TV. And uh, they, they haven't updated the Stacy's must-dos in what seems like forever. <laughs> um, but, when our kids, but when our kids were younger, you know, that and even when I was younger, I remember turning it on, and they used to do the zippity-doo-dah tip for today. Yeah. And it was, this, it, was, it was the dumbest thing on the planet, but 
that made me feel like I was at Disney. Like they have their own TV channel yeah. and their own channel that just does this and just does these tips. And I turn on the TV all, and it's all, always there. All this 10 the channels, all 10 channels, one for DVC and yeah, one and, for and Stacy so, and one for, yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and so that's, that's kind of cool for our kids to be able to, to, to turn that on. But then shortly after that's on and, you know, we get our, our, our bag kind of unpacked and, and switched around, then we're typically, um, as long as there's any time left in the we're day, back out the door. We're, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> typically back out the door. Um, but I just like going to that room experience and then kind of walking around the resort after that. Cause you've been driving for a, you know, we typically drive, so it's a, it's a two day drive. Or if you're on a, if you're flying, then you're on a plane and then you're shoved on the magical express bus. And so getting there and being able to kind of be, um, have everything that you Sherpa around the entire, uh, airport van, whatever it was, just kind of being free to walk around and explore. We, we love it. How about you, John? Well, um, I, I don't know that we have a particular park that we, we have to visit first. I mean, we, we definitely like the Magic Kingdom just because of the tradition of it. Um, my wife, Judy, will cry walking down Main Street uh, for the first time. And she will cry when we're leaving Main Street for the last time. So. <laughs> Uh, but but as far as a tradition, I don't know that we have a you know a particular thing that we have to do each time. But but we just enjoy them all. Very cool. Now, Leah, how about you? The other parks? Is there any kind of tradition you have when you when you first uh, visit the parks? No. When on the we always go to the Magic Kingdom first. I think one time I went to we went to Epcot first, and that was just weird. Um, so we always start at the Magic Kingdom and end at the Magic Kingdom. Very cool. You know, I think there's um, a lot of people who do that. It sounds like you to kind of do that too, John. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if we're going down for, you know, other reasons, I want to say, or whatever, it's like, okay, we still got to stop at the Magic Kingdom, you know, first, and then we'll go, go you know, may spend more time in our day traveling between parks, but, you know, sort of have to do that first. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Um very cool. So, so here's, is there um, a favorite ride or attraction that is something, well, let's go, let's go to the current rides or attractions first. And, and I'd like to hear from you and John, you can answer this first. Is there a current attraction that you most anticipate looking forward to going back and doing? For me, when I go to Disneyland, it is every time I cannot leave that park without doing Pirates of the Caribbean. That is the one attraction I have to do when I'm at Disneyland. It doesn't because I live here at Walt Disney World. I don't feel so much uh, with any attractions here. But when you come to Walt Disney World, what are those attractions that absolutely you have to do when you you first come here? Um, Big Thunder Mountain is my you know. I got to do that every time, no matter what, you know. <laughs> is there something you anticipate most about Big Thunder Mountain there that you look forward to? I, I, I just think it's, I just think it's a really great ride, and it's just, you know, got to do it, and you got to go through the whole park to get to it, so that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help or hurt or whatever, you know. That it's, well, it's part of the anticipation. It's part of the anticipation, you know, that you got to, you know, kind of come to this. Um, to um to the end of the trail to get to it so right you got a des you got a destination to go to any other parks that you have a uh, a big preference 
uh, toward a particular uh, attraction? Um, I'm going to say I, <laughs> I love the Muppets, so we always have to do Muppet <laughs> 3D, you know. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you for holding up the Muppet Show, <laughs> that court, yes. and keeping the attendance going. I, I even you know I can recite the dialogue along with them and everything like that, but gotta go see it. <laughs> you know, it, actually, what you reminded me of is the fact that uh, again, going back to my youth, one thing I always held an e-ticket for was the Country Bear Jamboree, and so I have to go on the Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, that probably is the one thing I do most at the Magic Kingdom whenever I visit is I just try to make sure I find a, a moment to do that. And, and I, it, it's a simple delight that I just completely enjoy. How about you, David? So that's your deluxe burger? That is my deluxe burger. Thank you. <laughs> that's something... <laughs> That's some. That's something that's that's awful, but you still love it anyway. Um, it's only so, awful because they maintain it poorly, not because it was created. That's the one badly. that we do the least. It's been years. I don't know that I've really? ever been in there. No, they have. Um, they have. They have. have they? Grandma took them. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would probably say, and this is more recent. I, if I only had thirty minutes in a Disney park and got to go to anything. <laughs> I would actually go to Slinky Dog, but I would want to be able to take my time through the the standby queue mm-hmm. because the details in there and how everything is designed is if Andy actually built this roller coaster, putting together a couple different parts, and there's stickers that he took off to put it together and a map he drew with crayons of where he's putting all the toys. Mm. I, I mean, I we, we did the Fast Pass line and the standby line, but it was the beginning both. So we did the standby line at the beginning of the day, so it moved pretty quickly. But I wouldn't mind, like, being the first one in there before they even opened the ride, not even riding the ride, and just walking through and looking at the line because we took 60 or pictures or so, and I promise you there's still stuff we missed. And those are the kind of things that I enjoy more than the actual rides themselves. Very, very cool. How about you, Leah? Um, I guess it depends on which park. Magic Kingdom, probably Peter Pan, is one of my favorites that I always look forward to. Um, I think just because it's a classic ride, it's been there forever, and so that's one that I always love to go on. I'm glad you Plus, mentioned. I think I like that. I like that anybody can go on it. You know, you can take babies and you know Dave's parents who come and have some mobility issues. They can go on it. It's just it's a good ride for everybody. So if I had a second go-to like Pirates, the the second go-to would be Alice in Wonderland at Disneyland. That dark ride. Um, just totally captures me and uh i i i love the design of it i love its its two-story layer i i just everything about it is so immersive and every time they redo it it gets better um so i am i'm a little bit like that in the same way you are about peter pan i'm gonna come back to uh attractions you're anticipating most uh toward the end but i want to come to is there a character is there a Disney character that you anticipate visiting that you got to go see, or would you like to see, um, or that your that your children like to go see? Anybody, um, anybody have a favorite? I'm just putting that out there, and anybody jump in. Mine would be, and this is, I mean, cliche, but Mickey Mouse. Um, we we always get a family picture with Mickey. I look forward to that. 
on our last trip. We were there a couple weeks ago, and we were... I don't, we didn't have a fast pass to go see Mickey, but we, we were needed to go get in, in a spot for the parade or for the um, the fireworks. There were The whole hub was full two hours in advance, which was a little earlier than we were expecting people to be there, but completely full. And David said, no, let's just skip Mickey. It'll be fine. And I said, but this is the last day of our trip. We've got to get our picture with Mickey. <laughs> so we did get our picture with Mickey. We did end up getting spots for the fireworks. So both of us won. But I, I just couldn't, couldn't fathom leaving the Magic Kingdom without getting our, our picture with Mickey. So that's one that I always look forward to. It, I like seeing it sounds, the different costumes that they use. Yeah, it sounds like it's, and it's always Mickey at Town Square Theater. Is that what I'm hearing you say? You, you don't seek him yes. out in the other locations and in uh, the other no, parks? No, we've, I mean, we've taken pictures with him other places, but... Um, yeah, for me it doesn't it doesn't count as much. Like at Hollywood Studios when he's in the sorcerer costume, I don't like that as much. I would prefer to see him in the tuxedo or right now he's in his birthday costume. So, I prefer to get the picture at Magic Kingdom if possible. Wow, very cool. Very cool. How about how about you other guys? I don't know that I have a particular character that we need to see um on on any trip. Um it's always it's fun to my daughter loves to, when she goes along, loves to find Rapunzel and, you know, talk to Rapunzel. And that's always a lot of fun, I think, I find. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Rapunzel is always a great one to see. Um, uh, my son, um, who is autistic, loves, loves Donald Duck. And curiously, again, you can see Donald in the different places. He never seeks out Donald in Mexico. But he always seeks out Donald at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Often brings um, one or more of his plush penguins, and it's it's just it's a total experience with he and Donald and the penguin. And sometimes Donald will drag Daisy into it, and and, and there's a whole there's a whole conversation in mime, <laughs> so to speak. Um, that goes on with that, but uh, he just, uh, he is okay. He, on many occasions, he'll say he wants to go to the studios it's just to go see Donald, and he's ready to go home after he does that. <laughs> so so that's how much he, he absolutely looks forward to seeing Donald. Um, he also kind of looks forward on occasion to seeing Kylo Ren, and that is totally, totally different than... <laughs> Saying Donald, and, and Kylo has some choice statements he makes, and they just, they just, they just seem so, um, they just seem so humorous with with Preston, at, who is six five now, um, trying to have this conversation with Kylo Ren, and uh, at any rate, anybody else on on characters? I don't really care too much to meet characters i like to see the kids interacting with them i mean if we go into a into a character meet and greet line you know i i take pictures of the kids i never really get in the pictures myself um but if we're all together then 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 i'll do it um but uh, when i was in uh, anaheim just you know a month or so ago walking around in galaxy's edge and there was a ray walking around that was pretty cool Mm. just because you don't often 
you know, those face characters. I mean, she's not often around. I don't know if she's ever been around um, before. I mean, maybe, you know, at, at, at some of the Star Wars stuff. But, uh, and they, I mean, looked dead on. And, and it was pretty, it was pretty cool because it was, it was in one of the reserve time slots during the opening month. And there was hardly anybody there at the time because that part of the land isn't really open yet because Rise of the Resistance isn't open. And so there was maybe 15 or 20 people in that part of the land. Everybody else was over by the Falcon. Yeah. And so she was just kind of walking around with not much to it do. It was and an went, easy exclusive And so it was, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, we didn't, we didn't interact a ton. I mean, I'm sure she would have if I had started talking to her, but I was just like, okay, I want to get a picture of this. Um, and so it was, it, that, that was pretty cool. But on the, on the whole, I'm not really a, a character. I love watching characters interact. I love watching the Main Street, you know, the, the residents of Main Street and, and, and the Streetmosphere players in the, in the studios, mm. um, the residents of Main Street Magic Kingdom. I love watching those people interact. That's really cool to see. Um, I love people in, in Epcot. I love to kind of watch the jammeters start to get set up. And then nobody really knows what's happening, and I'm in on the joke, and that 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 is kind of cool. So I love seeing other people's reactions to those things. Um, if my kids aren't there, love that, love that. Now, um, one of the things that distinguishes Walt Disney World from Disneyland is is that Disneyland has a lot of annual pass holders who come back all the time during the year. And so they have to come up with different foods to keep them entertained. Walt Disney World seems to put, um, seems to create icons out of turkey legs and Mickey bars and um, um, uh, pretzels and, 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 like, and, and of course, the, um, the ever popular Dole Whip. And, uh, but uh, so, and David, we talked about uh, your love of all things popcorn. At Disneyland, um, there are some foods that I absolutely love to eat at Disneyland, and I and I check out. And I mentioned the fritters over in New Orleans because you were going to get the um, beignets. Um, did you end up getting the beignets, or did you end up getting the fritters? Last time you were there. Um, well, since I was there with a buddy, we ended up doing both. And <laughs> I would, I, I would, well, because we were splitting them, right? So, and, and he had never, if he had ever been to Disneyland, it had been a quite a long time. In fact, I have a picture of him after we ate the beignets and he was wearing a black shirt and he's just covered. It's like an I Love Lucy episode. Um <laughs> And it so I, the beignets, hands down. In fact, we even got a, the special beignet of the day was a butterscotch. Oh. Um, so we got a mix. We got a mix of the butterscotch and the normal and the beignets, hand down, hands down. My other snack, I would actually pass up the beignets there because I can get those at um, French Quarter and in, in Orlando. But the, if I was only to get one snack, if I had one snack credit to eat at Disneyland, if that was a thing, mm-hmm. um, I would get the uh, the Mickey or Minnie shaped macarons in the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Oh, yeah, the one, the raspberry like, one, the cream inside of them. The raspberry one is to die for, and that is that actually is a a must do on my list. Um, is the well, and they and, and and they had a new one when I was just there last month. Did you get the? It was like a cherry and vanilla, so it was like basically uh-huh. cherry pie filling with like a like a vanilla bean cream. Wow! It, it, it blew the raspberry one out of the sky. Wow! It was it was fantastic. And you know that? Did you try the green army? Uh, not the green army. Uh, the green alien 
uh, one at Tomorrowland during the Pixar Fest? Or did you? I did not. Yeah, that one was a great one. It was green with chocolate on the inside. And I'm telling you, they do macaroons like, and they do churros. It, it, it is um, it is a serious caloric problem I have with Disneyland. Um, and I have to also mention uh, they have these chocolate-covered, peppermint-covered marshmallows. You know, they always have chocolate-covered marshmallows on a stick. They do them with peppermint during the holidays. I wish they did this year-round. It is, it is so delicious. Um, but, yeah. So, going and back to Walt Disney World, how about you, Leah? Any uh, favorites that you have um, with snacks or, or foods so that you really look forward to? The shirt that I am wearing... The shirt that I'm wearing right now is all Disney snacks. It's got ice cream sandwiches. It has Mickey pretzels, Mickey waffles, Mickey bars, Mickey pizza. There's Dole Whip on it, churros, <laughs> Mickey sodas. So Sounds like a menu a for fan. a t-shirt. Yes. Well, yes. So I'm a big fan of the Disney snacks. I'm wearing them all over me. And then uh, <laughs> I've got a phone case with this design. Um my favorite snack, and I got a keychain of this. This was my souvenir theme for the trip. Oh my gosh! Um, is a Mickey bar. So I love the Mickey bars. I will only eat them in the Magic Kingdom. Um, I don't know why. I just I just will, and preferably during the three o'clock parade if possible. So and Mickey I, bar is my. You my guys favorite were snack. the ones who taught me that on the cruise line you order for room service the Mickey bar with two chocolate chip cookies and put them in between. Uh, and use it as a sandwich. Yes. Yeah, that yes. that's pretty decadent. Yep. How, how about you, John? Um, well, definitely the Mickey bars are up there, and you know Mickey waffles are, are a staple that we have to have at some point. Even though we have you know the Mickey waffle maker here at home, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the same until you get to the parks, I guess. It's not the same. It's close, you know. <laughs> and and my kids grew up on having Mickey waffles every Sunday morning. Uh, make, you know, the Mickey waffles every Sunday morning. So it's a rite of passage. <laughs> I think that just lends the lends to having you know Mickey waffles when you get down there. That's cool. That's cool. And you know what? That's that's my go to choice at Tokyo Disney, is the Mickey waffle. And they have an actual dedicated restaurant. Do you do that one, uh, David, when you're in Tokyo? Um, yeah, I, I'm not a, so, okay, so this is gonna, you're, you're, you're gonna make fun of me, but I'm actually more of when I snack in Tokyo, I get some of the stuff that's really, really unique. Like I, I love the gyoza dog. Yeah. My goodness. um, Yeah. Down in, you know, right outside of Volcania and the, in that little area, like I will stand there and wait. And I had one for breakfast. Um, because, and of course the flavored popcorns, yes, I'm a popcorn fan, but I love to try the different flavored popcorns there. So, and I try to stay away from all of that heavy stuff because I know I'm going to get it in, in, um, other snacks, but that's going to be, if I have a go-to snack other than popcorn in Orlando, it's going to be the croissant donut in Epcot, which we had to hunt for. It's now at the electric umbrella for the time being anyway, Mm -hmm. but you can mobile order it. So they're waiting for you. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, yeah, in Tokyo, it's the, it's the gyoza dog, which is pretty, 
pretty spectacular. I, I don't love the mochi there, you know, little green alien I love mochi, the mochi as much as other people do. See, for me, they're really, remember I'm a diabetic, so I have to be careful about yeah. where I spend my snacks. And those are really, really rich. So if it, if it was a gyoza dog versus a mochi, I'd have a gyoza dog in a heartbeat. You know, one of the things we really haven't covered is the cruise line here. Is there anything that any of you really anticipate when it comes to the cruise line? For me, there is something about getting lunch that first day after you've gotten on board the ship, usually before you've gotten into your room, going upstairs and and doing uh, lunch at Cabana's is just, mm-hmm. that yeah. is such a anticipate, that, I, that is the moment I feel like, okay, I am on the cruise ship. Um, are there any other things that are, that are big moments of anticipation, f- food-wise or entertainment-wise well, or whatever? I'm going to let David tell this story because I'm pretty sure I know what he's going to say. Well, and yes, I'll tell the story that, that she thinks I'm going to tell. But here's the cool thing about that, Jeff, is I don't know that that food in Cabana's is necessarily anything to write home about. But yeah. it's just the fact that it's you're like oh like i mean this is it right you've got your lanyard on you're, you know you've kind of got your bags with you you're like i'm on the ship and the customer the disney service has started and i'm not saying it's bad but i i don't know that if you were to say you know I, we're going to i'm going to take a private jet and fly you to any five destinations to get one entree from each destination that you would pick something from cabanas <laughs> but it's kind of like us in that check-in process right at the hotel at Disney, it's like that's the beginning. So the story that she thought I was going to tell is we discovered on our first cruise on the Dream, I don't know, five, six years ago, that they have the same pot stickers that they have at Ohana in the Polynesian, that they have them on a little late night appetizer bar outside of the adult area on the Disney cruise ship that start at 1045. So we are standing there like vultures <laughs> waiting to see. But here's the deal. They're not every night. Like there's no set menu. It's just what they bring out that night. But if they're pot stickers, I always walk back into whatever game show or comedian is on with like, you know, something out of a Saturday Night Live skit with this <laughs> massive heaped pile of pot stickers, just like Ohana's. Because for me, I would pay the money for Ohana's just for them to send me with a massive take-home bag of those pot stickers. And the fact that we found them on the Disney cruise ship was glorious. John, how about you? What about the cruise ship that you and uh, and Judy, what do you anticipate most? Um, on, on the ship itself, I mean, wow. The, it's just the whole the whole experience of being on the ship um and you know we look forward to seeing the, some of the same stuff that we've seen before and you know the fun part is to try to see cr- crew members that we've you know seen on previous cruises and stuff and so so it's kind of that excitement to sort of go back home again and and try to meet up and you know, it's a lot of fun when when you do meet those cast members, and they remember you, or at least they pretend to remember you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is, have you? So you've been able to have the same servers? Um, not the same server, but there there's a, a bartender who's mm, currently on the okay. wonder that we've you know run into a couple times, and you know he remembers us, and you know he does remember because he knows what we ordered. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, 
All right, so I've saved the big questions and for the end. What new attractions are you most anticipating? And I have to divide this into two parts because I, first of all, today, uh, Walt Disney World announced their annual pass holder preview for Galaxy Edge. And even though I've been to um, Galaxy's Edge already at Disneyland, I, I'm already ready for it to uh, to come to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I'm ready for it to reinvent Disney's Hollywood Studios. And um, and I, I'm thinking about the things that I'm anticipating doing again or doing that I haven't done. Um, one of them is uh, the popcorn just was so great. And I'm not a popcorn guy like David, um, but I love the popcorn that they served at Galaxy's Edge, and uh, and I'm excited to, to check out uh, so many things. Um, John, you, you're the one who hasn't, well, and, and Leah, you haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. What do you both anticipate most about, you know, having read about it, having seen YouTube videos, what, have you, what are you anticipating most about the uh, visiting that, that land? I'm um, just really looking forward to the, the 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 immersive experience of it, you know, to to really, you know, buy into the whole, you know, I'm on the planet of Batu idea. I'm um, really looking forward to that. Yeah, no, I can I'm appreciate that. I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing our kids there. Um, I I like Star Wars. I'm not as much as all of the the men in our household. Well, even Lydia, really, everybody but me. Um, and I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I just don't, I don't care quite as much, but our two boys in particular, um, are huge Star Wars fans. And so they are so excited. Um, our 11 year old was actually on Slinky Dog. He was almost crying because he could see Black Spire Outpost in the distance and it wasn't open. And he was like, I don't know when we're coming back to see it. And he was so sad that it wasn't open. And so he will just he will just be in awe and just walk around just not able to handle himself. So I'm excited to see him there when we do get there for the first time. I think that'll be that'll be the most fun for me. David, you um you had a chance to see it at nighttime and that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is is being able to see it at night. Um any is there anything you look forward to coming back to? Um, I mean, obviously, I, I think like Leah said, I'm looking forward to the kids um, being able to, to to be back or to, to get to see that. Um, I mean, again, they've been talking so much about Rise of the Resistance that I'll be interested to see if there's actually payoff there. Um, and so you, you said that you wanted us to break up Galaxy's Edge and other stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cover what else that is coming. Yeah. So why don't you lead off on okay. that? What else are you looking forward to coming down the pike? So this is going to sound really cheesy, but I'm excited about the Ratatouille ride coming to Epcot simply because it, it's something that you hear about from Disneyland Paris, and those are the only two parks that I haven't been to yet. And so everybody talking about how cool that is, I'm looking forward to that. 
Uh, and I'm also, of course, looking forward to whatever they do with the Guardians coaster in Epcot because I uh, rode the Mission Breakout, you know, the, the Guardians yeah. uh, layover at the Tower of Terror in Disney California Adventure um, last month. And that's the first time I had ridden that. And I thought they absolutely knocked it out of the park. And so if that's how clever they can be with that, I'm really excited to see whenever that coaster opens. Um, I'm excited to see those things. But I kind of just like... I mean, yes, I like all the new stuff, but um, I also think that sometimes the new stuff allows you to be able to experience the not-so-new stuff in quite a different way. Perfect example, you sent me that picture today of the line for the opening of Soren in Tokyo Disney Sea, and said, I'll bet you have no problem getting into Toy Story Mania. <laughs> I kind of like that about the opening of new stuff at the Disney parks is because it kind of pulls people in another direction. And then I can say, I know that I'm going to get back here. I know that if I don't get to do it today, it's not the end of the world. And that, you know, it, it allows people's attention to be diverted almost like a magician. And I can then go see other stuff that I may not have waited for before. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Leah? Um, I'm looking forward to Mickey's uh, runaway railroad. Mm, I think that's yeah. the name of it in, in Hollywood studios. Um, I think it's it's time for a change there, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, by the way, it, we are including in our show notes the list of everything that's coming down the pike, which is over sixty different offerings that Disney has, from new hotels to new um, attractions to uh, new experiences. Uh, how about you, John? What are you, what are you looking forward to in the future? I'm I'm really curious to see how the new Star Wars hotel will work out. Ah. The, the bits and pieces I've heard that sounds like sort of a totally unique experience, and I'm really curious to see how that will play out. Whether you know people will enjoy it, or whether they're going to say uh, thanks but no thanks. I mean. <laughs> In some in some ways, you know, I, I I get I think unless you're really a big Star Wars fan, people might not get the experience. Wow, yeah, that's a great example. That's a great example. I am, there are two things I'm really looking forward to. Um, one is that uh, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and it because of some rumors of things going away, there was a discussion about the fact that they're probably going to do something akin to 50 things at Walt Disney World, which would easily um, be done by them. But I could think of all the great things that I would love to see touched up at Walt Disney World during the 50th anniversary or highlighted, including the Country Bear Jamboree, David. And um, <laughs> and uh, I, I just uh, I look forward to seeing that 50th moment arrive. Um, the second is I really... Uh, looking forward to the new cruise ships and even beyond it, even though Disney has not made a formal statement about it, they have acquired uh, a new property for a new island, so to speak. Um, Castaway Key is one of the things I anticipate most when I'm on a Disney cruise experience. So if they come up with another island experience, wow, you sign me up. I'd be so excited uh, to to visit that and see that and and uh, I'm excited yeah. to see how that might play out, um, which again a couple of years away, but uh, but things I'm definitely looking forward to. So uh, we've covered 
uh, a lot of different things. Anything else that uh, people missed uh, that didn't have a chance to share um, uh, things they anticipate, things they look forward to? One thing that I thought of um, when uh, John was talking about his countdown calendar, we've actually done a countdown chain with magic bands, um, kind of like the paper chains that you would put oh, on your cool. Christmas tree. And we've done that before. We've done it. We've done a paper chain using like Mickey uh, scrapbook paper, and then we realized we had so many magic bands that we might as well do something with them. So we did a countdown chain using those magic bands, and that's kind of a fun way to anticipate your trip coming. Can we get a picture of the countdown calendar and the countdown magic band chain? Can we do that uh, for the show yes, notes page? Yep. Sure. And, and David, you can <laughs> yeah. put in your friend's um, uh, black shirt with his. Uh, um, <laughs> Benet. Um, His, yeah, the oh shirt. yeah, <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I will have to make sure that he signs a uh, a waiver, know, um, some kind of a photo. Fo- yeah, a photo, a photo release. But waiver, yeah, powder pass. waiver. Uh, mm-hmm. So, well, hey, I want to thank you, uh, all of you, for joining us. Um, we'd love to hear from those of you listening. What are the things you are most anticipating, or? have anticipated the most or anticipate whenever you come to Walt Disney World. Um, uh, John, thanks for joining us. Now, John, if they want to get a hold of uh, Magical Wonders Vacations, what's the best way? Um, Well, you go to the website, mwvacations.com. Check us out there and get information through there. Uh, Send us a note, whatever. Um, We can certainly help you plan your next trip great and david how about you um what's the best way to reach out to you uh they can just reach out to me at david at exclusive travel partners.com and that's going to be the easiest way to grab me and then that i can get back uh, as quickly as possible you can't go wrong with either of these groups um and um and a lot of people don't realize that uh it doesn't cost you anything to use a travel agency um, they and they look out for you. They cover some details that you may not be anticipating uh, on your next Walt Disney World or Disneyland vacation or wherever you're headed to Disney Cruise uh, trips. So, hey, thank you, thank you, uh, David, thank you, John, thank you, Leah, um, and uh, uh, thanks to everyone who has joined us today. And. Um, We hope that uh, you all have a terrific uh, week ahead. Thanks so much. That concludes our podcast for today. We'd like to thank John and uh, David and Leah for joining us, and we appreciate you joining us as well. Please check out our Disney at Play podcasts as well as our Disney at Work podcasts, where we make connections back to your own business organization. Know that for each of those podcasts, we have a show notes page, And you also find links to other posts we have and so much more. While you're visiting our websites, be sure to access Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a complete guide. That guide includes so much that will help you to anticipate your trip to visit this land, whether you're visiting Disneyland or Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. There's a unique interactive map, one-of-a-kind map, detailing where everything is, details, talking about food and beverage, shopping and entertainment, a look at the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, a cue to exit outline of the new Rise of the Resistance attraction. Uh, John mentioned the new Star Wars Hotel coming to Walt Disney Studios. 
just a hundred photos, drawings, and videos, all this showcasing the newest Disney experience. This guide is available when you subscribe to our Disney at Play and Disney at Work uh, newsletter. And when you do, you'll also be um, subscribing to our drawing to win a free Rex droid. That drawing will take place on the day Galaxy's Edge opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So be sure to subscribe as soon as you can. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, like us, and share with others. We're a young organization, but our Disney podcasts are unique in not only that we provide content to fans who love Disney, but we also offer, through Disney at Work, smart ways that you can apply some really great Disney best-in-business practices back to your workplace. Why not create a little Disney magic in your job? Let Disney Work show you how. We're a young website, but we bring decades of insight from Disney. If you like the content we're bringing to you, please subscribe, like us, and share with others on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're out there on social media. Let others know so we can um, send these same messages to them and they can benefit as well. Well, that concludes this podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Whether it's work or play, remember, keep finding the magic.